Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. So CJ, we're going to do it a little differently this week. We typically throw the Nooners at the top, but because there's two big games in the state that mean a lot, we're going to put them at the front this week. First things first, man, the Mountaineers going to Lawrence. Seven o'clock kick on FS1, buddy. Fifteen and a half point favorite there for for the uh, for the Mounties against the Jayhawks. Man, do you think Neil Brown and the boys get that sixth win? Get the bowl eligibility. I do. Um, yeah, I think they get the bowl eligibility. Um, this is no disrespect to Kansas, but they're just they they've shown some fight in some games, but they just they don't have the talent to kind of push it over. Uh, I think Texas was kind of a I don't want to call it a fool's gold win because I just I don't think Texas is that good. But you know they found ways to win the game. They made plays. I just don't know if they can do that two weeks in a row to come up with that number of plays. Um, plus, defensively, West Virginia is better than Texas, and I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's just reality of it. I don't think that's a hot take at all, buddy. <laughs> um, um, so, by the way, I said 15 in the hook. That's down to 15 now, just live time, uh, down to 15 now. Yeah, I, I still like the Mountaineers to cover um, on this. I, I like the under simply just because I don't know. I don't think West Virginia's defense gives up anything, and I, you know, West Virginia's offense isn't going to put up 40. No, I agree. I think we got a game here, CJ, where I could easily see West Virginia winning this thing like 30 to maybe 17 or something like that, where Kansas does get the cover, but West Virginia gets the win, which is all that matters, and you stay under that 55 in the hook. I think West Virginia will be able to run the football uh, 249.5 a game gives up for Kansas on the ground. And Letty Brown, if you look at his numbers against Kansas all time, he averages nine yards a pop. Dude, he has absolutely been feasting against the Jayhawks in his career. I think he'll do much the same on Saturday night. Pusher runs the football. They have no problems winning this game. If they struggle running the football, could get a little squirrely, but I don't think it will. I think West Virginia will establish the run. I think old the one-two punch there, Letty Brown and Tony Mathis will have a great game. And I think Jarrett Deggie will make good decisions because Kansas, obviously, that secondary is not real good either. Give me the Mountaineers. Minus the, see, it's tough to say minus the 15 though, because that just feels a little, a little bit, yeah, you know, um, because I feel like we're a team that just wins games by two touchdowns, you know, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying on that, yeah, the, 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 I don't know, man, the, the, the 15 just feels a little weird, although I do like the under CJ, big time, like the under at 55 in the hook for sure, CJ, let's play the music. <laughs> Marshall, a one-point favorite at home against West Kentucky. Conference USA Championship, East Division on the line, a trip to San Antonio to take on the Roadrunners. Meep, meep. Um, man, going to be a fun one in Huntington Saturday afternoon, CJ. 43 is the temp. Little little sun is going to sprinkle through there. Uh, the moonshine throwdown, man. West Kentucky has won six straight. They are the conference leader right now, but the winner of this game wins the division. 
Who gets the eight and four and who gets to represent Conference USA East in your mind, CJ? The total is 73 and a half, by the way, buddy. I'm hammering that under. Yeah, because that, that's that's a huge number. Um, Marshall's not going to give up that many points to this team, I don't think. I think they'll play well in the back end. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be shocked if Marshall gives up, you know, 45-plus. I mean, that's that's something they haven't, you know, really done all year. So, I mean, that's that's a huge number. Um, this one's tough because I, I like – I mean, Bailey's app is a hell of a quarterback for Western Kentucky. Yeah, they I mean, I was just staring well. at I mean, his numbers. I mean, 48 touchdowns, nine pick. Like, I mean, the guy has been really good. The, the one thing that worries me, though, with Western Kentucky is, is they don't run the football. And that's one thing you can get Marshall at times. I think the key in that game, honestly, in the end, is if Marshall is able to stop the run and make them one-dimensional and able to pin the ears back a little bit and they tackle an open field, I like this Marshall defense – um, to make enough plays to win this game. And I also think Marshall's ability to run the football with Rasheen Ali against that Western Kentucky defense could be an issue for the Hilltoppers. I will say this, though, too. Western Kentucky last week did only allow 26 yards on 25 carries to the FAU out. So maybe that defense is getting a little stingier at the right time. Uh, but, CJ, man, I, I, I like the herd in this one. I like Charles Huff to get himself – into the conference championship game in his first year. Games on CBS Sports Network, by the way, if people were inclined to watch, and I think they should, should be a great game. Probably the best game on at 3.30, to be honest, CJ. Um, yeah, I think it probably probably end up being that way. Uh, probably not the most – it's not the marquee game, but I think it'll probably end up being the better game. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to roll with the herd simply because it's at home, um, and in this rivalry it just feels like they're due to find a way to win it. Well, Marshall's actually been winning the rivalry a lot of late. You just you just still remember that one with Cato. I think that's what everyone, yeah, Marshall fans still remember that overtime loss when everything was in front of you. Had you won, you're probably in the Peach Bowl, and West Kentucky found a way to beat you. West Kentucky's a tough team. The Moonshine Throwdown is a great game. It's it's an underrated rivalry. It's a shame that this rivalry is going to go away here um, with West Kentucky staying or going to the MAC. I believe CJ. I don't know where the hell they're going, but Marshall will not, no longer be in the same league with them. Hopefully they can find a way to keep that game going because it's a really good rivalry. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's a good rivalry. Um, campuses aren't, you know, separated by thousands of miles. Um, you know, so and, it, and it's been a good rivalry. It's been a good game. Um, it, it's that way because they were good teams on the field. And that's, yeah. I think, what makes a rivalry great is when you have competitive games. I mean, Marshall won on a walk-off field goal. WKU won in overtime. There's been a couple other classic games in this in this in this rivalry over the years. They play it at the end of the season most of the time. Both teams are always at the top of the East Division. Should be a fun one in Huntington Saturday, CJ. I like your pick of the herd minus one, although that kind of does worry you, right? Because the home team typically gets three. So Marshall only being a one point favorite means that maybe the folks out in the desert really like WKU. And hopefully the crowd will be there for a Marshall on Saturday. There's a little bit of you know, you kind of wonder sometimes there. The crowd hasn't been as great of late as you'd like it to be. Cold game has me a little concerned. Marshall's going to need all the green and green and white faithful in, in at, at the Joan to pull this one off. Yeah, I, I would expect, though, I mean, it is a senior day, so I would expect the crowd to to, to show up and be 
They Be didn't loud. have a great a crowd against in the 75 game, though, CJ, and that has you a little concern, although the high school playoffs maybe not as much of a factor as it was that weekend. So hopefully they'll, everyone will be rocking that Kelly Green and really ready to support those seniors and, and get them a W to get them off to San Antonio. Marshall still has a chance to win 10 games this year. If they win this, eight, could win a conference championship, nine and a bowl, 10. 10 and four for Huff in his first year would be a great year, um, but, a, but a lot of work to do to make that happen. Should be a good one, CJ. You ready to play the music? Let's do it. Let's play the music and get to the Nooners. CJ, my friend, what a couple great days of football we've already experienced this weekend, and we're back for the final Saturday of the college football season. All the turkeys have uh, been put away into the stomachs, and uh, the tripitane naps have been had. And now it's time for the biggest and baddest rivalry games of the season, my friend. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Hey, let's waste no more time. A couple of nooners to get it rolled off with your CJ. A rivalry game at noon. Um, and two of them that, um, you know, let's go ahead and say we don't need to spend a ton of time on. The first one, Florida State, Florida. The winner gets to go to a bowl game. The loser's five and seven. Uh, the Gators are a three-point favorite at home. The total in this game is 59. Any interest at all in watching it? Will you watch a minute of this game? It's on ESPN. I might flip over like during a commercial just to see a score, but I have no interest at all in taking it. Maybe Florida State minus three or plus the three, potentially. Yeah, I've got real little interest. I might flip over just to catch the score just because it is, you know, a rivalry game. And when we were growing up, man, this game was always huge. But uh, I, I'd like to see Florida State um, just get to six and six. Um, you know, feel yeah. feel feel kind of good. Get to a bowl game. That'd be big for especially how bad it looked early for this program. Um, so I agree. I mean, I think the the, the Travis kid at quarterbacks played pretty well. They're the team with kind of the momentum. One two straight. Beat BC. Beat Miami by three. Florida. I mean, gave up fifty two to Sanford and lost to Missouri, and they looked pretty dreadful yesterday. Give me the Knowles even on the road to win there in the swamp versus uh, Florida. Another nooner, CJ. And, you know, I feel bad because we don't talk about this team ever, and they are the number one team in the country. But Georgia, a 35-point road dog, and the dogs go down in there to Bobby Dodd to take on Georgia Tech. Does Georgia Tech even cover the spread? Do they score 10 points, CJ? The total is 54 in the hook. Uh, I mean, Georgia could take out some starters early because, I mean – They've got Bama next week, and that means a hell of a lot more in this one. By the way, Georgia's finally allowing over a touchdown a game at seven and a half now on the season, thanks to that 17 that Tennessee put up there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Georgia Tech, I, if Georgia Tech scores, I think it'll be late. Um, you know, I mean, they, they're a team that's fought all year. I mean, they've they've had some blowouts, but, I mean, they've been in a yeah, lot of like close Yeah, like the ones. double nickels against Notre Dame, though. Whew. Yeah, but, I mean, this one's – Georgia's in a completely different class than a lot of Georgia Tech scene, and that even includes Notre Dame. Um, so, I I do not I, I the thirty five is a big number to lay, but I'd lay it here. I think you're probably right, buddy. I will say this: I do think Georgia Tech will score ten points in the game. I do think they'll find a way to get a touchdown, maybe a field goal. Maybe they'll come out with a little bit of emotion early. Um, Maybe play some backups late. Maybe Georgia Tech 
you know, keeps fighting to try and score 10 points at least. Um, CJ, let's get to another another game involving a ranked team at noon in a big number. The Cougs are a 32-and-a-half-point road favorite against UConn. The Huskies, um, Jim Moore's got a lot of work once he finally takes that over. The Cougs will play next week against Cincinnati in the eight, in the American title, the total 54-and-a-half. Um, would you lay the 32 there, the 32 and a hook, by the way? Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to say yes, um, simply just because of how bad um, UConn's been offensively. Um, and Dreadful. I mean, they're 15 and a half points a game average. Yeah, and they've just and they've been just as bad on the defensive side of the game. Their uh, lone win was a 21-15 win over Yale. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah. Um, and they have um, – They've gotten their doors kicked in a bunch. Um, oddly enough, they're five and six against the spread, but in this one, uh, yeah, Dane, Dane is going to put up a bunch of points, and they're probably not really going to give anything up either. A ton of points, and their defense is very good too. Uh, Clayton Toon's playing very good quarterback this year for him, 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And also McCaskill, the running back there, Alton McCaskill, a freshman, uh, 15 touchdowns on the year. Um, at 790 yards, I think he might might find a way to get to the thousand before the end of the day today. Give me the Cougs with that 32 in the hook there, CJ. Although that will definitely not be one of my six remaining picks. By the way, you know I'm two and zero already on the week. By the way, you know that, right, brother? Oh yeah. Yep. Just just throw that out there. Had the old Miss Rebs, of course. Everybody knew that one. And then that under in San Diego State, Boise. Um, man, and I barely got that one home. Barely. Yeah, you 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 were sweating that one out. I was, buddy. I was. Man, that Aztec defense was surreal. Playing at the soccer stadium out there, I didn't realize they've been doing that all year, by the way. Um, a 9 a.m. kick for that one was very interesting. Um, a team that might be kind of sleepwalking through a 9 a.m. kick, and that might be the uh, – or might, might felt like it. But Maryland and Rutgers, noon are there on the Big Ten network. Uh, the Terps are a point-and-a-half favorite behind uh, to his brother, Tyel Tavaloga. Finally got it right, man. Finally. Two weeks in a row, I feel like we should throw a party for it. Rutgers um, had a chance to get bowl eligible uh, last week. Got beat by Penn State 28 nothing. Do you give old Sunge, the Scarlet Knights, a chance there for Shiano to get to a bowl game, or do you think Maryland will find a way? Um, Man, I kind of rolled with Rutgers a little last week, and they kind of they kind of hurt me, but – um. How many points were they getting last week, CJ? 17 or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I – this is – you know what? I, I'm going to run with Rutgers here just because it's it, it, it it's at Rutgers. It's in New Jersey. It's in Piscataway. Uh, give, give me the home team here. A 6-5 and five team against the spread this season, while Maryland 3-8. and eight. I think that could be a huge determining factor in this one. Um, we'll get to the other Big Ten game that you really want to talk about, and I know I do too, CJ. Don't don't think I forgot about it, okay, buddy? Um, <laughs> I do want to real quick, though, hit on another game at noon that I find to be very interesting, a MAC contest between Kent State and Miami, Ohio. The winner plays in the MAC title. Kent's got an explosive offense. Miami, Ohio is a one-and-a-half-point road favorite there going to Dick Stadium down there at Kent. The total 65 in the hook. I like an under, and I like Kent big time there. Dax Crum, a quarterback, is very good. And uh, Michael Cooper, the running back, uh, very, very talented kid out of Gaithersburg, Maryland. We know all about that being Mountaineer fans. Uh, he ran for 135 last week, sensational sophomore. 
give me the golden flashes. What do you think in that one, though? And they're trying to play that against Ohio State, Michigan, too. Kudos to the folks at Kent, like, giving no shits and saying, yep, we're playing at noon, regardless of what's going on uh, up north. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them credit for that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of actually leaning Miami of Ohio here just because, you know, Kent State defensively has been they, – they, they've leaked oil a bunch this year, and – I just feel like maybe that kind of thing creeps up on them again here and catches them. More complete team there down there in Oxford. I mean, and the quarterback there, Blaine, uh, you know, Mr. Gabbert there, Brett, uh, Blaine's his brother. I, I get excited when I hear, when I know, you know, we got us Blaine's got to stick together. Um, but, you know, I can see where you're going there, CJ. I mean, it'll be more solid defense from the Red Hawks. Um, and they, they get Kent there. Should be a heck of a football game there. ESPN Plus. Granted, who's watching that? Um, Toledo is also a 20-and-a-half-point favorite against Akron. Uh, only reason you mention it is just because Toledo could get to 7-5 and five and Akron's looking for a new coach. Um, the, the, the nooner, though, that I do want to hit on there, CJ, two of them before we get to the big nooner, okay? And that is your Army uh, Black Knights going to Liberty. And I should say your Liberty Flames, not your Army Black Knights because you're a Navy guy. But – um. Liberty, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What are you thinking, man? I kind of lean Army here plus the three in the hook, although I think Liberty might win the game. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you on that. It's going to be a be a tough one. Now, the you know, Liberty at home, senior day uh, there in Lynchburg. Um, you know, stadium should be should be pretty full, should be pretty excited. Um, you know, obviously – they enter this game again this time of year, you know, Hugh Freeze's name circling around jobs. Um, it didn't seem to really bother him last year. Um, kind of expect that maybe to, to that pattern to hold. Two straight um, losses though for the Flames, and they've lost, you know, three out of their last five. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, it's going to be a possession-limited game. Um, this is going to be the game where Malik Willis has got to be special. Um, don't don't have stupid turnovers because there's at times he kind of gets a little little careless with the ball um you know um in a game against army you know it's going to be you're going to have to take care of business when you have the ball because they 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 will kill you in time of possession now let me ask you this cj do you think that liberty is well equipped to slow down this uh army option attack i do because they're they're them against the run this year has been good where they've been hurting games is in the secondary and over the top i mean they um, only average 180 yards given up in the past and 134 on the ground so i mean liberty's been solid defensively all around but that attack is just crazy difficult to prepare for on a yeah, week's notice yeah it is um but i i would expect that they they're they're ready for it um i think it'll be a good game i'm with you i, I like army to cover it but i think liberty senior day they they find a way to sneak this thing out of there and and get out of Lynchburg go go home to Lynchburg with their homes and with a win eight and four and looking ahead to a pretty pretty good bowl game. Yeah, I could see that. And then Army gets to get ready for Navy next week and could go eight and four themselves. Um, but if they do win, potential for a ten win season for Army still out there. If they could win this game, beat Navy, and then a bowl game would be a pretty uh, nice carrot there for Todd Munkin's crew. Um. One last nooner, though, CJ, before we get to the big nooner, and that is Wake Forest, Boston College. Actually, I lie, there's two of them. Wake Forest, Boston College, uh, from Chestnut Hill, ESPN2. Wake is a five-point 
favorite on the road, a chance to get to 10, 10 wins, a chance to crack in the top 15 in the CFP rankings, a chance to play in the ACC title. Do you like Wake to win this, or do you think Boston College sneaks around and gets them a win? I think Sam Hartman and the crew is ready to go. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be fired up um, from, quite frankly, laying an egg last week at Clemson, um, you know, and having an opportunity to go ahead and lock up, you know, an ACC title berth. Uh, didn't get it done. Now they've left the door open for NC State and, weirdly enough, Clemson. Um, you know, but if you're Wake, you're still in the driver's seat. All you got to do is handle business and you're in. Um yeah, give me Wake Forest to, to handle business and, and get this done. I mean, I will say this, though. BC running back Pat Garo the third uh, out of our out of Levittown, PA, us Mountaineer fans know all about that, um, has ran for over 90 yards here in four of the last five games. Did not run for that many against Florida State, only ran for three a pop and 72 yards on 24 carries. So, you know, maybe that Wake Forest defense gets a little stingy here trying to protect you know and get a chance to play in the title game although i will say this man like you said wake blew it kind of blew it there last week you feel like they got to be ready to go this week i think hartman will be ready to go and that boston college defense while it is you know statistically pretty good they're not great against the run maybe um you know old 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 christian bill smith there uh at wake kind of softens them up a little bit and allows hartman to kind of um get some easier plays there in the game um on Saturday at noon, there should be a fun one to watch there from Boston College, and I will definitely get some sneaks and peeks at that one. Last one, CJ Big Twelve, Baylor uh, at noon, high noon. They're on the Bravos, fourteen point favorite, number eight, taking on Texas Tech, who is kind of falling apart here a little bit of late. Um, Baylor with a chance still to play in the Big Twelve title game if uh, Oklahoma State wins tonight. Do you think Baylor takes care of business? And you also have the angle of the assistant coach that was at Baylor McGuire who left now is at Texas tech and has been there for a couple weeks there. Do you think they might know a secret or two to keep it a little tighter? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. a big number for Baylor, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you would think, um, but tech's not great. They're really not. I mean, they might be the worst six and five team I've ever seen. Let's be quite honest. They shouldn't have beat Iowa State, really. They got lucky to win that one. They got lucky in Morgantown. I could easily see them being 3-8 and eight as easily as they are 6-5 and five right now. Yeah, and I think that's fair because um, this is a typical Texas Tech team. Um, they can score points, but then they give up a bunch of them too. Um, I, I do like Baylor to win this. I think maybe Texas Tech to cover. Um, but, I mean, it is senior day in Baylor with a tunnel on the line there. It's going to be raining, 45 degrees. Feels like a Baylor ground and pound, Bohannon. Um, Abrams, you know, and Smith type of day, right? Abrams Smith kind of gets it going. Yeah, kind of uh, limited. They'll they'll kind of limit the possessions in this yeah. thing. Um, he had a rough game against Kansas State last week, and the win only had forty six yards and twenty one carries. Feel like he's going to want to go out and play like he did against Oklahoma with that one forty eight. I mean, he has had some games here in the last month, minus that K State game. Yeah, I get. Yeah, give me Texas Tech to cover that fourteen. I think Baylor wins probably by ten. You know, CJ, the more and more I look at it, though, I think Baylor's going to absolutely boat race them. I really I do. Really. Yeah, and that, that, that's a very, very good potential. I, I love the over in this game, though. See, I disagree with you. I think Texas Tech offensively is not going to be able to run the ball on Baylor, and I think that their quarterback situation is not in a good spot right now. I think Baylor might take them behind the shed like a 35 to like three type game here. 
I mean, Oklahoma State kind of did the same thing to him last week, and Baylor's a very carbon copy type team to Oklahoma State in the Big 12. Hope for the Bears they get to sick them, and obviously I'm not going to, you know, play my hand too much here, but, I mean, let's go. Let's go, Pokes. Uh, we obviously know where we're leaning there, so hopefully Baylor gets a chance to play in the Big 12 title next week. Yeah, well, we've... I mean, I just I feel like Baylor could – probably get you to the majority of that over and i think texas tech can get you 14 to 17 that that'll help push you over i feel you so you so you're kind of saying like 35 17 type game potentially yeah well but you have them covering so yeah well yeah i mean like i said uh, it's one of those i could see texas tech covering but i could also see him getting boat race like i wouldn't touch the spread on this one but the 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 over i'd take in a heartbeat Yeah. yeah so cj let's get into it now man the big one from the big house, Ohio State and Michigan. Man, that's going to be a fun game. Now, something I've noticed on this one real quickly, though. Michigan is now down to a seven-point dog. Some sharps have really come in on this thing. It was at eight and a half earlier in the week. I thought it was going to get up to nine. Michigan's now a seven-point dog at home on Fox at noon. Where are you leaning, my friend? I absolutely Love Michigan in this game, and you know we've talked about it for weeks. I know you're going to roll Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. Tell me why Ohio State boat races, and before I tell you why Michigan keeps it close. Yeah, I don't know if Ohio State boat races them. Um, I mean this 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 game, you know, really over the last you know five plus years has been close. Um, it always seems to be within a possession. Um, so I mean I, I like Michigan to to cover that seven. Um, I'd get on it now. I think before it gets down a little less than that. Do you uh, think that it's going to get down even farther though? Before then, I mean, what is the reasoning behind this right now? I feel like it's going to go up before it goes down again. Yeah, and that may be. Um, but I mean, really, in the last couple of days, it's gone from eight and a half to seven. So I mean, it's you've got some people coming in now. It may it may fluctuate itself back up with people going, oh yeah, okay, Ohio State seven, yeah, give me that, right. Um, I, I still am very comfortable. I would take Michigan plus the seven, but I think Ohio state wins, um, simply just in mine's recent history. Um, you know, I, I said this in a, in a previous one we've done, you know, right now I've just kind of reached a spot with, with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan in this game to, you know, show me, you know, show me you're ready to take that step. Cause they've been at this spot now three, four years, Show me you're ready to, to to step over Ohio State here, and and get it done on the actual field, not just talking about it. And I think that's a fair fair point to make, CJ. I think it's a fair point to make. It's like, hey, it's it's put up for shut up time for the Wolverines, but they're at home. They have a very balanced offense. A little, you know, Haskins is able to run the football. I think Cade, you know, Cade McNamara is a, a pretty good quarterback. He makes good decisions with the football. He's coming on of late. I mean, you look at it, he's, he has 14 touchdowns on the season, right? But, CJ, he has uh, thrown for essentially nine touchdowns in the last four games um, with only one interception. I think he's really making good decisions. I, I think that I think that Michigan defensively is good enough to slow down that Buckeye running attack and get some pressure on CJ Stroud. And I think, you know, granted, we, it's, it's the thing that we keep saying, which is like with Michigan is you got to show us, right? But I think they have the goods to do it. Now, granted, I think Michigan has to be able to run the ball on the Buckeye defense, which, you know, is a stingy group. I mean, they only allow 103 yards a game on the ground. Um, granted, I think this is the best rushing attack they've seen in a while. 
although Kenneth Walker last week is is a dude, and um, you know that that could play a role into it as well. But man, I think Michigan, if they're able to run the ball early, establish that, not get down big. I mean, Ohio State was up what forty two nothing before you blinked your eyes last Saturday. I don't think that happens this week. Give me Harbaugh and the boys, man. Plus the seven. I would feel a lot better if it gets up a little higher. Um, but I think Michigan's going to win the field, CJ. And I love the under at 64 in the hook, man. Love the under in this game. Yeah, most of the time in rivalry games, I take the under just because. It's been rather profitable this week for me, buddy. I'll go ahead and tell you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and this game in the under usually is is a pretty good call just because of the way it's played out. I mean, some um, flurries potentially in the air. 29 yeah. is the high. You know, you're going to have 110,000 plus, you know, in, in that maze and maize and blue. Uh, they're rooting on the Wolverines. It, it's, it, it, I mean, everybody there is going to feel it's their time, right? And they scored some points here in the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they essentially hit 30 against Indiana, 59 versus Maryland, 33 Northwestern. Man, CJ, I know those aren't juggernauts, but neither are the teams that Ohio State did it against. No, I, I, I think that's fair. I think both teams have profited over, you know, beating up on the on the bottom half of the, the conference here lately. Um, you know, Ohio State against a, you know, overvalued 19th-ranked Purdue team. Um, and an overvalued number seven Michigan State. And you know what? Michigan, the yeah. thing about it is, too, they had them dead to rights on the road, Michigan State, and blew a 17-point lead, which obviously that's bad look. But Ohio State also got beat by Oregon early in the year. So both teams have had a, had a hiccup. Both teams are really good. And I think – I think, man, I just have a feeling that Harbaugh and these guys have had this circle. And granted, they've had it circled for a long time, and so does Ohio State have it circled too. But I think the want for Michigan is just a little higher than the want for Ohio State. And some of these Ohio State guys that are in this game are young kids. You know, Henderson, the, the running back, a sophomore. C.J. Stroud, first time playing in this. And they've only played in, seriously, what, four true road games this season, Ohio State? I mean, the opener in Minnesota. The, the game with Rutgers, which, okay, in Indiana. I mean, and then Nebraska. I mean, they haven't played in a, a hostile road environment since Nebraska, man, and they didn't look great there. I'm just saying, man, don't I don't think you count out Michigan in this one at all. Yeah, I don't think you can count them out um, because, I mean, Michigan has been playing well. Like I said, for me, um, it's, just, it's just tough to take them to, to win when I haven't seen it out of hardball yet. I hear you. But I do think, CJ, the under is a play in this one because let's put it this way. If Michigan's in this game, it's a good game. It's going to stay under the total. And even if Ohio State blows them out, I don't think Ohio State's going to necessarily put up 50 and Michigan puts up 17. So I think you're going to be safe with that under at 64 in the hook. I'd get that now if I was oh. you guys. Oh, yeah, because both, you know, because I think both defenses have been playing well as of late. Um, you know, and, and, and you ride with that, especially with the way the weather's going to be. Question here real quick, though. Where does Corso go with the headgear? Is he going to put on Brutus? I think he puts on Brutus, right? I think he puts on Brutus. Yeah, and Herbie Street can actually make a pick in this game, by the way, too. And there's no way he's not picking the Buckeyes. I think Desmond will go with Michigan being in Ann Arbor. Well, that and, you know, he's, you know, Michigan dude. Oh, yeah, obviously. I think that's why he, there's no way he's Michigan, not. Michigan could be one in ten. He'd still go with Michigan. And, by the way, uh, Fox's show is going to be there as well, and Charles Woodson will be a part of that coverage there. So, a uh, little dueling pregames there. Uh, for you this Saturday there uh, in Ann Arbor at the big house. Give me Michigan, man. Hail to the victors. I hope they win this because I don't want to see Ohio State in the playoff again. Although, 
if Ohio State faced off against Cincinnati in that semifinal, I wouldn't be too uh, displeased, CJ. No, that'd be a fun one. It really would be. A couple, a 12-30 game, CJ, I want to mention just because I think it's worth mentioning. Um, Miami goes to Wallace Way, takes on Duke. Miami's a 21-point favorite. I think you lay him a laugh with the Hurricanes. Duke has been dreadful of late. Just a little tip for the folks. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, two o'clocker, the Roadrunners, beep, beep, going to North Texas to take on the folks from Denton. Um, the Roadrunners are a 10-point favorite. The total sits at 59 in the hook. I love the over in this game. I'm not necessarily rushing to the window to take the minus 10, though. Um, hopefully, North Texas keeps it alive, gets a 12-0. and 0. Take it. Yeah, this is uh, for UTSA. Um, be th- this is I'm not putting them on upset alert, but be careful here. Um, you know, you get the tough win against UAB. I mean, don't get me wrong, UABs are you know a solid team. They're good. Um, you know, but don't don't think you're just gonna kind of just roll up and get to twelve and zero here. Um, North Texas is you know is good enough they, offensively. They're to, also to playing for a bowl berth, man. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they, they've got something on the line here. Um, I expect, you know, North Texas to come out fired up. I I like UTSA to win, but I think it's going to be close. Um, you know, but if you're the roadrunners here, don't 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 screw around because this North Texas team could beat you and all of a sudden kind of crap out what, what's been a, you know, historic season for them. Absolutely. Another CSA game to mention at two, Charlotte Old Dominion, both five and six playing for bowl bursts. Uh, the total in that game is 56. I think you hammer that because the Charlotte defense has been terrible of late, and I think both teams will combine to get you there uh, in that one. Uh, Georgia Southern and Appalachian State at 230. CJ, the the Mountaineers are a 24-and-a-half-point favorite in Boone at Kid Brewer. They've been drown- absolutely just putting it on people of late. I think App State with that defense and that running game will absolutely tear into Georgia Southern. Although Georgia Southern's been playing people tight and competitively, um, I think you got to take App State there in that game, and I think I take an under at 55 for sure. Um, CJ, let's get into the 330s now, though, my friend. Um, which one do you want to go to first there, buddy? Because there's a couple good ones. Obviously, the Iron Bowl, the Civil War, the Battle for the Land Grant Trophy between Penn State and Michigan State. Your choice, man. Take take the option. Uh, let's, let, let, let's, I'm going to probably surprise you a little bit. Let's go up to the uh... – the Great Northwest, the Civil War. I like it, buddy. So, I mean, Oregon State's coach just got the uh, the contract extension. They're seven and four. Oregon, you know, coming off reeling off the loss now nine and two. The Ducks are number eleven now in the CFP poll. ESPN game at three thirty. Man, um, does Oregon rebounding and take care of business in this one, or does Oregon State kind of hang around the chicken coop there, buddy? Find a way to win in Eugene, and amazingly enough. If if they were to win this game, Oregon State would represent the Pac-12 in the championship game next next Friday night. Yeah, that's kind of kind of crazy to think too. Um, yeah, I, Oregon though, right? I mean, coming off the loss, I mean, they've been recruiting great talent for a long time. I mean, you, you got to think that's where where you got to go here, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think, and I was because I've been kind of trying to figure this one out because I went, you know, and looked kind of like, you know, last current common opponent, which is Utah, you know, Oregon State. Beats, Found a way. 
Yeah. yeah, found a way to, to beat Utah. Oregon gets absolutely hammered by them. Granted, one team was at home in Corvallis, and Oregon went on the road to Utah in a fired-up Saturday night game. So, you yeah, gotta, I mean, see, you the emotional factor, aspect of the game, a little different for Utah in those two games. Yeah, so you'd have to factor that in. But I, Oregon, coming off that big loss, they're going to be at home. If this thing was in Corvallis, maybe I'd probably lean the other way. Um, but I, I think Oregon State hangs in this thing. I think it's close. Um, I, I feel like seven might be the actual number. I tend to agree with you, CJ. Although I will say this, the BJ Baylor kid running back for Oregon state is an absolutely phenomenal player. Um, he's really been coming on of late. Uh, I mean, he has, you know, 150 yards rushing against Arizona state last week, 152 against Utah earlier this month. Kid can play. The ducks did not look good against the run last week at all. Um, and no one can throw the football too. I think I like Oregon State if this thing gets up to seven and a half for sure to cover this thing. Like you said, it feels like the number might be right at seven. Although we'll see this too. Oregon State pretty stingy against the run. They struggle against the pass, and that's not Oregon's forte. I don't know, man. I, weird feeling about this game. Yeah, I mean, because this this is going to be for the first time, really. I think in probably a little while, the the. Civil War actually is should be competitive, right? It, it's been very Oregon do, Oregon dominated um, as of late, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, Oregon, you know, when they were under Chip Kelly and all that, like, just absolute dominant out there, and Oregon State was... I mean, they haven't been good since the days of uh, T.J. Hushmanzada and, and uh, Chad Johnson and, and uh, yeah, so, Ken Simonson, I mean, man, and when Dennis Erickson was patrolling those sidelines in the in the early 2000s. So Yeah, so but yeah. I'm glad to see that this thing's back and both teams are are playing well and competitive. Um, yeah, I would love to see this thing get up to seven and a half so I could, you know, take Oregon because I feel like – Oregon State because I feel like seven kind of is the number, but I expect it to be – a pretty hard fought game. Um, Oregon's a rather live. Oregon State's a rather live dog there at Oregon, though I think, and I love the to under at sixteen and a half. I really love that under. Oh yeah, I I love that under too. I I don't I don't see this being a scoreboard light up type of game. A very interesting game, CJ, uh, on the banks of the Red Cedar. There, Michigan State, a four point dog. At home against Penn State, a 3.30 kick on ABC. The total on this one's 51 on the hook. Man, yeah, Clifford's going to be back this week for Penn State. That defense has been really good all year. Yeah, Michigan State got trounced last week, and they lost to Purdue. Maybe they're going in the wrong direction, and maybe they've been fool's gold all year. I don't necessarily think Clifford, though, is going to absolutely shred them through the air. And I think Kenneth Walker can run the football on that Penn State defense, man. I don't know why this is a four-point spread, uh, you know, in favor of Penn State. But, man, the folks out in Vegas, we know the rule, right? I mean, when a ranked team is the dog, you typically take you typically take the unranked team spotting points. And so Penn State with the minus four, I mean, the folks out in the desert are trying to tell you something here, although I'm not sure they're right. Yeah, I'm not so sure they are either. Because um, when I saw that, I was like, Okay, did I miss something this game at Penn State? No, it's in no, no, it's at Michigan State. Like, I, 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 I know what the rule typically is, but I'm gonna go against it this time. Um, Mel Tucker and the boys circle the wagons, get their tenth win. I can see where you're going there, CJ. James Franklin just got the big contract extension. Yeah, and I just don't know if Penn State's equipped to attack Michigan State the way you need to. Like, 
there's been some teams out there like Purdue and Ohio State kind of gave you the blueprint, right? Just drop back and chuck it all over them. That's not really Penn State's forte. They don't really have the, the signal caller to be able to do that. I mean, Clifford's good. But... Clifford's good, but he's not a guy that I'm going to be like, all right, I'm just going to put the ball in your hands. And I'm just going to let you chuck it around the yard. Like, and that's not how Franklin wants to play either. Like, that's kind of goes against his philosophy and belief system. So, right. They like to keep it close to the vest. I'm with you on that, CJ. And I just, um... I don't think the way Michigan State defensively is set up, I just don't know if you beat them being conservative. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I mean, it's not a game I'm necessarily rushing to the window to play at all. I, I will... I'll definitely be, you know, peeking in on it. But Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and truthfully, probably going to be one of the better games during that time slot, although I think the Civil War, like you said, is the one you're most interested in. The Iron Bowl, obviously, going to be fun, right? I mean, there's no getting around that. Although I will say this, too, real quickly, one last note on this game. Michigan State will not have two weeks in a row where Kenneth Walker doesn't go off. And I think that's why you got to take the Sparty, right? Because, like, man, yeah, he had a bad been... game against Ohio State. They're going to want to establish that ground game. I think they will against Penn State, and I think he's going to have a big one, and I think they win the game on the field. Yeah, he's 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 been too good of a player this year to to end his year with two clunkers. Hey, CJ, real quick, two, two big tenors also at 330 that I think we got a group together. Are you taking your Purple Cats as a six-and-a-half-point dog at Illinois' Or are you taking Purdue to kind of finish off the misery of the Hoosiers this year, put them to two and ten? Purdue's a fifteen point favorite. Okay. Um, screw per don't and I am taking <laughs> my purple cats. I hear you. Yes. It, either way, I'm not looking into it. Might want to look in to see if there's some funky weather there and some unders potentially. Um, Fitz gets me this week. Woo! I hear you, buddy. I hear you. <laughs> the Iron Bowl, man. Let's get to that. Auburn just in a free falling Tom Petty type potential situation right now at this point in time. Unfortunately, under Harson, they've lost three straight. Um, you know, lost AM, which was understandable. Great defensive team. You lost a big lead to Mississippi State, and then you lost last week on a questionable call against South Carolina. 20 and a half is the Bama spread. 57 is the total, CJ. I think I love the over here. Uh, I think Bama is going to put up some big-time points. Although, same situation as Georgia earlier, they're already locked into the SEC championship game, although they hate Auburn, and that Iron Bowl might be enough to keep keep, keep them kind of keeping the dogs on them. Um, what are you thinking, buddy? Do you think old Finley there for Auburn at quarterback, the, you know, the Cam Newton lookalike, can have any magic at all? Because if Bo Nix was playing, I think I might give Auburn a shot to hang around. But without Bo, I mean, we know Bo knows, and uh, – down there in Auburn, and I don't think they have much of a chance in this one. Yeah, this one's kind of funky, and and oddly enough, you know, Jordan Hare's kind of been a house of horrors uh, for Saban and Bama here the last couple of years. You know, Auburn's won two straight Iron Bowls that's been played there at home, and three of the four that have been played there. So, But I think most of it's been more Bama kind of in their own way. Um Without question. I think without question, CJ. And then you had Cam Newton in one of them. So, I mean, that that definitely doesn't help. Yeah. So, um, I think Saban has kind of been re- – has not been hesitant to point that out to his guys this week. Um, like, like go ahead and just lay it on him. Don't let, let anything up for – you know, yeah, anything don't, up for don't, debate. Yeah. yeah, don't let this game get squirrely. Um, I think Auburn's fired up for probably about the first quarter, maybe first quarter and a half – um and so maybe you're might, looking at a first half Auburn play potentially yeah kind of because you know it, it's Auburn it's senior day it's the Iron Bowl I think they'll be fired up 
Um, but I think as this thing gets late, you know, late second quarter, um, midway through the third, you're just going to see the the talent will difference there um, really take hold and, and Bama to kind of get out of this thing comfortably. I, I, 20 and a half feels like a really big number, but at the same time, as bad as Auburn has been at times, it's kind of hard to not take it. I'd, I'd agree, CJ. Um, definitely would agree with you. Like, I think Bryce Young and those guys will – kind of put some window dressing on this thing. And I think it's a game where if you take Bama, they're up like 14 in the fourth, you're like, oh. And then all of a sudden they enter up, they went by 28 or something like that. Uh, similar to that Tennessee game, which brings us to our next game there, CJ, the 345 Vandy-Tennessee game, 31 and a half point favorite there. You're taking the candy and taking Vandy. I say no way and no way am I doing that this week. No, there, there's no way I, I trust Vandy. Yeah, especially coming off the fact that, you know, Tennessee kind of uh, has got a lot to play for still this year, kind of rebuilding that program up. Uh, I, I definitely take Tennessee, um, although 31 and a half is a huge number. Another 345 kick, Virginia on um, Armstrong's back. Virginia's only a seven-point favorite at home. That is my lock of the week, CJ. Fuentes is gone. The Hokies are trash. Give me Virginia to win this one big. I think you laugh at seven points. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah you laugh all the way to the window with that one and sit back and just collect. I mean, I think so, right? I mean, Virginia Tech gave up thirty eight to Miami last week. They lost to BC seventeen three on that Friday night. Didn't have a pulse. Yeah, Virginia's lost three straight, um, but they played much better there with Armstrong last week. At Pitt had a chance to win it. I mean, Kenny Pickett threw what should have been an interception, ended up being a touchdown. Um, kind of miraculous play. Virginia's defense has struggled, but Virginia Tech's offense is anemic. Virginia's going to win this game by more than seven in a big one. Armstrong's going to throw for about five touchdowns. I think Virginia laughs them, laughs them off there in Charlottesville. A uh, couple four o'clockers here, CJ, real quick, though, before we get into the nightcaps. Wrote a boat, Scotty Mai, go Gophers, a seven-point dog against Wisconsin. Can the Gophers get Iowa into the Big Ten championship game with a win over Wisconsin, or do the Badgers do what they do and win this thing? Four o'clock on Fox. What do you like, my friend? Yeah, I, you know what? I, it's this time of year. Get, give me Wisconsin. Um, just kind of do what they do. Um, they don't win pretty. Um, no, they don't. They're extremely comfortable in that. Um, you know, I mean, they're pretty much an eight, nine win team every year. Like, I don't give a crap what schedule you give them. They're just going to find a way to win eight or nine games. Um, Try and get nine and then get to play in the Big Ten title game. I think one thing to look at real quickly, though, rushing yards in this game. Minnesota gets 205 a game on the ground. Wisconsin only gives up 64.3. That's going to be the difference in the game. Yeah, Wisconsin is going to stifle that running game. Um make Minnesota throw the ball, which is not what they want to do. Um, and Tanner Morgan's going to have kind of a long day. Wisconsin's going to ground and pound them to death. And this um, Allen kid can run it for Wisconsin. Although I will say this, though, Minnesota against the against the rush, now Wisconsin-like, but they only give up 104 a game. But Wisconsin, you know, they would run for 230. I mean, both these teams are going to try and run the football. Both teams are probably going to put 10 guys in the box at times, you would feel like in this game, maybe nine more accurately. Um, it might feel like 10. Um, 39 is the total, CJ. Are you interested in the total at all? Because 39 is oh, a low number. 39 is a very low number. Um, I think I love that over, to be honest. 
Yeah, because you've got to feel like that thing's going to be 24-21, Like, I mean, and even let's just say Wisconsin blows them out. Let's say Wisconsin gets 30, right? Minnesota still maybe gets you 14. Yeah. Garbagey type stuff, I feel like maybe. Worth yeah, a look, I, I think. I'd agree with you. That's kind of just a funky number. And, man, what a great rivalry game that is, though, dude. I mean, the fact they play for that axe, man, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I hope I hope we see a good one there. Weather could be real interesting as well in that one. Should see some potential, um, potential flurry in the air, potentially there outdoors at, at, the, at the bank there in Minnesota. Uh, an ESPN2 game at 4 o'clock, CJ, SMU, with the news of Sonny Dykes leaving to go across town to TCU. They'll host Tulsa. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite coming off the loss to Cincinnati. That smells weird to me. I kind of think Tulsa might be a play here um, to try and get the bow eligibility with all its swirling around SMU. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, and then, you know, the reports came out um, late yesterday um, how SMU, how the players found out he was leaving. It didn't come from Sunny Dykes. It came from social media. Um, never which, a good thing. Which is never a good thing. Um and I get it. Sometimes it's hard to keep that stuff off social media, but that's if you're Sunny Dykes, like you've got to be out in front of that because that's not something that happened in the course of a day. Like yep. you've you this has been a work in progress now for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You needed to be in there with your team. Now, what you tell the media can be completely different, but you tell your team, "Hey guys, I'm really in serious talks about going back." Especially a crosstown rival. Yeah, you know? like you've got to be honest with your kids. Don't let them find out via social media. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think this is a situation like West Virginia had with Rich Rod where, you know, they found out late and got amped up for a bowl game because they had time. Circle the this, wagon type situation. Also, yeah. I just use one, two straight, man. They put up 44 against Temple, granted Temple's garbage, but they beat Tulane in an overtime game. I think they might have the goods here to find a way to win this game, especially with all the swirling around that SMU team. And they're not bad against the pass. Although, man, SMU's been so good this year. Might they just kind of put the middle finger up to Sonny Dykes and just prove, hey, man, you shouldn't have left us for them. We'll show you why. Yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. Um, this is always kind of a tough one uh, when situations like that go down, especially the way it went down. Um, you know, and you know Tulsa's a team that can can put up points and can kind of hang around with people. Um you know, um, and they're this is one though. If, if you're SMU, I think you got to get out of the gate quick because I think the longer you let Tulsa hang around, um, the, the tougher it gets because Tulsa's been in a bunch of tight games, they've lost a bunch of them, but they they're not scared to play in a tight game. And I think if you're SMU, don't don't find yourself in a tight one or you could end up on the wrong side of it. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you on that, CJ. I think that's if you find yourself on the wrong side of it, there. I think Tulsa might just be have enough enough fire in them and a chance to go to a bowl game and SMU with everything that's happening to kind of not have the goods to win this one. Two four o'clockers, we're going to group them together. Louisiana, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite CJ, hosting Funrow, the Warhawks, um, you know, going down there to Raging Cajun Field there. Or do you want Arizona plus the 20 in the battle there against Herm and the boys that know how to win the game? On the Pac-12 network, man. Uh, I think both favorites are probably the way you lean here, but do you think there's a chance that either one of the dogs rise up and have a good game? No. 
<laughs> I love it. No. And let's go on to the uh, the 7 o'clockers there, CJ. First 7 o'clock kick, man. Down in Baton Rouge. Pepper the gumbo. One last time. Coach O, go Tigers. Can they get the win to get themselves bowl eligibility? Or does Texas A&M go to 9-3? and three? They are a six-and-a-half point favorite on the road versus Coach O. You know, a couple weeks ago, or especially when the, the, the whole Ed Orgeron thing came out, which has been, what, three, four, five weeks ago, mm-hmm. I, I probably would have went A&M. But the way this LSU team has played since that news came out, um, they've, they've, they've been scrappy. You know, yeah, Ole Miss blew them out, okay. But you played Auburn tight. You played Arkansas tight. You found a way to beat Monroe, okay. But they've been scrappy. They have been. LSU's been very scrappy since that game. You know, they played Arkansas, like you said, in a tough one. Bama tough. They found a way to beat Florida. I mean, I will say this. I think the difference in this game is A&M's defense is just a little bit better than LSU's. But, I mean, Calzada, you know, at quarterback for A&M is, is okay at best. I mean, I think – I just got a feeling LSU's going to play a really good game here today for Coach O. The total is 47. I love that over, though, CJ. I really do. Although both these defenses are so good. I mean, A&M defensively, really, really good. I mean, they only averaged 14.9 points a game given up. I think the key in this thing is can LSU keep the heat off of Max Johnson and run the ball a little bit against that A&M defense? Because if they don't, it's going to be a long day potentially. Although, man, it's just tough to root against LSU and tough to pick against them at home at night. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm actually going with LSU uh, to to cover and and to win outright in this one because it's it's in Baton Rouge. It's at night. Coach O's last game. Places will be fired up. Senior day. Like there's just a lot in LSU's favor here, and just the way they have been playing the last couple of weeks. Uh, just something. There's something about this game that just makes me stare at it and go, you know what? I feel like this is just one of those spots where the Tigers finally raise up. They get to six and six. Get order on one more game in a bowl. I mean, yeah, how many it, of those guys will play? And it's another question. But right now, that and that and that's a completely different topic. But maybe they're treating know, this as the bowl game. Yeah, maybe. But I just, I don't know. There's just something about the way they've been playing the last handful of weeks. Just, I don't know. I like the fire I've seen out of them. Um, I don't think they're quite as, they're not as talented as they've been in the past. I think in some spots, but you also kind of get screwed into that looking at you know the Joe Burrow team that was practically an NFL team running out on the field every week so like you, you take some recent history out of it a little but I don't know there's something about this Tigers team over the last couple of weeks that I've I've really kind of grown some respect for absolutely CJ I don't think you could say it any better than that buddy I really do respect what Coach O and that group's in getting out of him. I don't think he should have been lost his job, to be, to be honest with you. He was two years removed from the best team in college football history. But we'll move on because we could talk about that a long time. Let's get to some 7.30 kickoff, CJ. Um, really, I think one that I think is worth looking at that we're not going to talk about a lot, but Memphis minus six at home against Tulane. Let me get Memphis in that one, buddy, all day. Also, a 7.30 kick between Kentucky and Louisville. You got Kentucky eight and three. On the road against a six and five Louisville. Louisville's a three point favorite at home. Give me Kentucky. Will Levis and those guys, I think their offense has finally been kind of found a little bit here of late. I think their defense will have something for Louisville. 
I, I mean, should be a fun one. The total one that's 57 and a hook. I kind of like the, uh, the over in that one, the governor's cup rivalry down there in Louisville. Yeah. I'm with you. G- yeah. G- give me the, give me the cats over the birds. Yep. I wish it was at the big grocery store, but w- we digress. Um, we'll, we'll go to the big, the big, uh, the big Papa John's stadium there. And, uh, you know, but I think in the end, like you said, man, Kentucky plus the three, I really like that a lot. Um, Another 7.30 kick that I'm not too enthralled about, but one we'll talk about real briefly. Pitt, 17, getting ready to play in the ACC title game next week, hosting – going to Syracuse the in the Dome there. Your Dino Baber squad could get to a bowl game with the win. Pitt's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Do you give the Qs a chance, CJ? I don't, um, and I hate to say that, but I don't. And, and the reason being is – Pitt against the run has been phenomenal all year. I mean, they're only giving up 98 yards a game on the ground. Um, now, Syracuse does run the ball. It's what they want to do, 230 on the yep. ground. Schrader's been I really just, good. He has been. I just – I don't know. I feel like maybe Pitt finds a way to kind of slow that down. Do they circle um, the wagons, right? I mean, they're 5-4 and four here in the last – you know, they're 5-4. and four. They've lost their last two games. They lost 41-17 and 41-3. Pitt, we know, will score points with Kenny Pickett. I see where you're coming from, C.J., yeah, I just I, I I pit offensively can put up a bunch of points, and I just Syracuse isn't built to be in track meets, and that so this one gets away from them. Yeah, fifty-seven and a half. I kind of like that though. I think you very, I think you do get there by the end of it. Yeah, because um, I think Pitt's going to get you the majority of the way there, big time. Yeah, I do too, CJ. I really do. Um, another seven thirty kick, Clemson and South Carolina down there at Williams Bryce. They're going to be playing Inner Sandman in in the, in the Day Root Sandstorm. All night down there in Columbia. Clemson back in the rankings at 23. They're an 11.5-point favorite on the road. Um, the total in this is 43. Where are you laying there, CJ? I like the under in this game, and I think Clemson will absolutely kind of shut down South Carolina, who's won a lot of games with fool's goal to this point in the season, I believe. Yeah, um, and I know, you know, Shane Beamer, his – you know, it, it is press conference and it's kind of been his thing all year is, you know, beat Clemson, right? Like, cause this is a big game for, for South Carolina. Like this is a true rivalry game. They don't like each other. Clemson has dominated this thing as of late. Um, I I'm with you though. I, I think Clemson Clemson last week, I think started, I think the light bulb offensively came on for them. Like they started making plays. It felt kind of, Clemson-esque offensively. It's feeling right again, right? Yeah, it, it's starting to feel like, okay, you know what? They've kind of figured this thing out. They weathered the storm. They're 8-3, and three, which, you know, after watching them against Georgia and then early in the year, you're thinking, God, this is going to be a really long year for for Dabo. Um, you know, but, you know, they've played tough. They've played well. They found a way to get to 8-3. and three. You know, outside shot is still playing for the ACC title. Not anymore, some help. Not anymore. North Carolina State lost. North Carolina State won last night. That dream yeah, so is that's, over. Yeah, so that that's over. But I mean, they still got a shot to get to nine and three, a potential ten win season with a bowl win, which you know, three four weeks into the year, I don't think most people most people would have been like, yeah, I don't know if that's possible for this team. But they they fought, they scrapped. I just and you know, like you said, South Carolina's had you know some fools gold yep. wins here, smoke and mirror type team really down there in, in uh down there in Columbia this year. Yeah, the game I, Cox man. I, I like Shane Beamer. I like what he's trying to build down there. Um, oh, and to go to a bowl game year one for them is incredible, but Clemson still is Clemson, and I think they'll prove themselves to be Clemson 
on Saturday night there on SEC Network. Uh, yeah. And I think they'll do it in rather convincing fashion uh, against South Carolina. CJ, we're going to circle back to the final 730 game, man, because it, it deserves a little more talk, right? Oh, yeah. I do want to say this real quickly. There, there are four other games, and I want to group them real quick. Notre Dame, 20-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Stanford. I think we're both in agreement that you take Notre Dame there and you laugh your way to the window. Stanford's dreadful team. That total at 52-and-a-half, I love the under. I don't think Stanford scores 10 points, and I don't think Notre Dame's going to get into the high 40s for you either. Take the under there and uh, take the Irish minus the 20 in the hook. Yep. Nevada, 9 o'clock at Colorado State. Colorado State might be the best 3-and-8 team I've ever seen. Um but Nevada's a four-point favorite there. I think I roll with Nevada to win that game. Um, a 10-30, two 10-30 games, BYU, number 13. They are a seven-point favorite on the road at the Coliseum against the Trojans. I think you got to go with USC to cover this spread, CJ. I got a weird feeling about that one. And then also at 10-30 on FS1, UCLA at home in the Rose Bowl, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Cal and Papa Wilcox. Uh, I like UCLA to win that one. Yeah, I, I'm actually with you on all of those. Um, I I, I kind of want to take Colorado State plus the four just because I can see that being a field goal game. Like, I, I, like I could see it being a three-point game. I mean, I could see Nevada handily winning that game. But like you said, Colorado State – Three and eight. Don't don't get fooled into looking at their three and eight. That's a damn good football team that's just had some bad luck. So, um, but uh, but I probably do take Nevada minus four. Now yeah. that's just here and really, really, <laughs> really think about said, it. All that being said, you still take them. Yeah, Prino's tough. Carson Strong. It's a good game. I really do like the over in that game. CJ at fifty-seven and a half for sure. Um, and then in the BYU USC game, the under at sixty-four, I believe, is the play. Uh, Cal UCLA, 58. I wouldn't touch it either way, although I do like Chip Kelly's offense. Let's get to the big one, CJ. 730, number 10, Oklahoma, number 7, Oklahoma State, and Boone team picking stadium. Stillwater's going to be rocking. The Pokes are a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total in this one is 49 in the hook. Where are you looking there, CJ? I'm going to tell you right now, I am going big time with Gundy because he's a man and he's 54, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going I, I'm so going with the pokes in this one. Um that team has thoroughly impressed me as the year has gone along. Um, you know, defensively, they are just I mean, they're phenomenal defensively. I mean, they they absolutely lock you down um on the back end. They stuff the run, they can get pressure, they don't necessarily have to bring a bunch of blitz packages to get the pressure. Exactly. You know, and then offensively, yeah, they can be a little bit of a yawn offensively, but you know what? And I and I know it's it's kind of contrary to the to the way the Big Twelve has been historically, but you're looking at the way Gundy's built this thing, and it and it's kind of similar to what Neil Brown has said, right? You got to be able to play defense in this league. You can't outscore people. Like people have tried it, it doesn't work. They right now, I mean, just they they find ways to smother people. I don't know. Spencer Rattler has not played well all year. Caleb Williams has played well, but then, you know, when he gets against Baylor, when the bright lights came on, he wasn't as good, right? So, I mean, this is the best he's faced all year for sure. Yeah. When you get up against some of these teams that, you know, have got very good defenses, senior laden defenses, 
that can be very multiple in their looks, it's given the freshmen some trouble. And that's kind of understandable. Yeah, um, it, absolutely, CJ. And also one thing also to say real quick, I want to go and finish that comic. Yeah, I just and I just don't know if they can take the pressure off of that off of him enough with the running game because Oklahoma State gives up absolutely nothing on the ground. Like you earn inches with them and. I feel like you're going to put him in a position to have to try and make these big home run plays. And I just don't know if he's quite there game time wise enough to do it. Now, now give him a couple of years. That probably is a much different scenario, but right now is currently constructed. I just, I Oklahoma state's the better complete team. 100% agree with your point on that. CJ Oklahoma state's the better, more complete team. Sanders has the ability to hit some of those wide receivers on the outside They run the ball with Warren. I mean, they only give up 82 yards a game on the ground. I don't think Oklahoma is going to run the football on them, which, like you said, puts a lot of pressure on Williams. They've kind of been dodgy here of late, right? They beat Iowa State in a game where they could have lost easily. You know, they didn't play well against Kansas. I I like where Oklahoma State's at, man. I mean, they've essentially not given up a touchdown in three of their last four games, right? Um that defense is absolutely the truth. This could be the last time Oklahoma comes into Stillwater, potentially. I think that's going to be a huge, huge factor in this one. Um, and I also think in this game, man, CJ, I could see this see this game being like a 24-17 to 17 type game Oklahoma State wins. I love the under in this one. Absolutely love the under. If people want to bet that, bet it up a little bit, I'll be okay with that too. The 49 on the hook feels really good really good uh and i believe that the folks in the orange and black will keep pounding on that end zone there on saturday night making it real tough on caleb williams and i think the pokes will get this win get ready to play in the big 12 title game next saturday and uh might get a little more respect in the rankings come tuesday night yeah i'm, I'm with you and and that's a really interesting point you bring up in the last four they've only given up the one touchdown because one of them against DC was a fumble recovery return for a touchdown. So that doesn't even go against the defense. Um, you know, that it, just the way they have ratcheted down defensively has been, been pretty impressive. I mean, he, he only gave up 24 to an Iowa state offense that, you know, has, you know, granted it hasn't been as good this year, I think, as you thought it would be, but that's still a high octane offense that can put with a lot points. of playmakers. Absolutely. Yeah. And you still only give up 24. That's a pretty damn good day. Yep. I, 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 I think if you'd have told Gundy, hey, you're going to give up 24, he would have taken that to the bank and been like, yeah, my team's going to find a way to get 27. Yep, just didn't happen for him. And if they would have won that game right now, the conversation would be so different right now for Oklahoma State. But they didn't. They're sitting at number seven. But I think everything's ahead of them, CJ. Oh, and yeah, I think absolutely. I think they still have an opportunity to get into this playoff, especially if they put a statement together here on Saturday night in Stillwater, which I expect them to do. I do think Oklahoma's defense will play a good game too to keep it tight, but in the end, man, give me the pokes minus the four in the four in the hook, and give me that under all day. Going to be a great day of college football, CJ. A rivalry day. We're going to go ahead and uh, get out of here so we can get ready to get geared up ourselves, man. Going to be a good one. Uh, here comes the money. Oh, I was hoping you'd say something. <laughs> oh, I thought you were usually just end it right there. I know. I was, I was kind of asking a question, and I was going to have you say something, and I was going to come back with it one more time. Okay. Well, I, I was like, that sounded more like a question than a statement, but that's yep. usually how we end it. Oh. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three.
Are you going to repeat the line? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. No, okay. no, I'm not actually. I'm just going to – here comes the money, like the question. I'm going to cut it, and then you say your bit, then I'll say it again. Okay. No, I, I think we're I think we're on it this week. I, I think we're you know we gave some people an opportunity to make some money. So let's say it with some let's say it with a chest. Hey, hey, I always say it with my chest, CJ. And this this Saturday and this week has been good so far to me. So I'll continue to say it. Here comes the money. Enjoy your college football weekend. Have a great one, folks. There we go, buddy. All right. All right, brother. <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, man, I'll uh, I'll get at you later, bud. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get the haircuts. Hey, dude, I will say this by the way on ECU real quick though. That game was a lot tighter than that score indicated, and I was disappointed in Fickle for what he did at the end of the game. Yeah, that, and I know why he did it, but at the same time, like, dude, just, just, just get the win. Forget, forget don't. Don't you know what? Try and be... He's going to be in those spots here in a couple years that he's going to not like that too much when it goes on the other side of him. And I'm going yeah, to see how he reacts. Yeah, because there's going to be some teams in the conference that go, all right. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, especially I, when you get to the Big 12, some of those coaches are going to be like, mm, oh, yeah. They're going to remember that. We're, I think we're, some people watched that on, on Friday afternoon and saw him do that. And I was like, hmm. You could have definitely taken some knees there, bud. And you chose the you choose the low road. Yeah, and and I mean honestly, I expected that to be a tight game. I mean, it was. And I mean, I'm gonna tell you this right now, like ECU. It, it might be a good thing Cincinnati's leaving the conference because that ECU team's coming. Yeah, they are. They're not bad. That defense is pretty good. I mean, that team fights. They scrap. I mean, Old Nairs is. I mean, he's now he's, he's a gone. Good quarterback. Though, no, he's God. He's only I think a sophomore. Is he really? Oh, he's a COVID sophomore. I think so. That's what I was trying to. Find yeah, I think here. he is a COVID sophomore, dude. Intriguing. Yeah, he's. Um, let's see here. Holton Shit, man, we didn't hit on either Marshall or WVU. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He's classified as a junior, but yeah, he's he's got el- he's got a COVID year eligibility. Hey, are you down to hit on Marshall and WVU real quick? I forgot all about him because I was oh. rolling down the schedule. Shit, <laughs> forgot all about him. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah, probably. I'll know exactly where to hit him though, and I'll put him at the front. Okay. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.